How would you handle and use great power if it were to be extended to you? Do you feel like you would be able to use it for good? This is Tuesday, January 17th, and we're continuing our study from the book of Titus. And this week, we're learning about leadership. Early in the Lord of the Rings epic, Tolkien, the writer, takes us to the Shire where Gandalf the wizard meets a hobbit named Frodo Baggins. It's then that Gandalf the Grey comes into contact with the Ring of Power. There are twenty rings in the world that provide power over all of the peoples of the earth. But just one of those rings, whoever possesses it, can rule everyone. The moment seems straightforward enough when Frodo, who has the ring, says to Gandalf, You are so wise and powerful. Will you not take the ring? Gandalf cries out and springs to his feet. No, with that power, I should have power too great and terrible. And over me the ring would gain a power still greater and more deadly. Gandalf's eyes flash and his face is lit as by a fire from within. Do not tempt me, he says, for I do not wish to become the Dark Lord himself. Yet the way of the ring to my heart is by pity, pity for weakness and the desire of strength to do good. Do not tempt me, I dare not take it, not even to keep it safe. Now this is a strange scene for us to take in, because Gandalf is a good wizard, He's one of the heroes of the story. Why would it not be good for him to have the ring? Couldn't he use that power to save the world from evil? But Gandalf knows better. He knows that power in itself has a corrupting influence, and the ring would soon take control of him. That power you think you can wield will come to take and use you. Now we begin this way today because the way of the leader of leadership in the body of Christ is the opposite of the way our world uses power. Many of us have encountered the misuse of power. I know I have. Years ago, I served in leadership in a church where the use of power hurt many people. I hoped to be able to make a difference, but I was crushed and hurt in the process. For quite a while, I was disillusioned by church power. I was skeptical of those leading in the church. I wondered how it could ever turn out well. Here is a text that I have returned to over and over again, where Jesus warns his disciples about false leadership, and then he teaches them about true servanthood. It's Luke 22, verse 24 to 27. A dispute also arose among them, that's the disciples, as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the nations lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you're not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. Now we looked at this passage a few weeks ago, but it bears looking at again. 
This scene takes place when Jesus is celebrating the Last Supper with his apostles. And there they are, jockeying for position as he's preparing to go to the cross. He's trying to teach them the difference between the power that the rulers of the nations in this world use and how those that follow him are to serve and to lead. The leaders of the nations use their power and authority to control people. They lord their power over them. Yet here is Jesus. He's our true and rightful king. He's the Lord. And he does none of that. He washes the disciples' feet that evening, something none of them would do. He even tells them that he didn't come to be served, but to be the servant and to give his life for many. They are thinking about glory, and Jesus is heading toward his cross. What is Jesus saying to them? In their culture, the youngest would naturally take the lowest place and be expected to serve those who were older. But Jesus, their master and Lord, has done that for them. His question to them is, which one is greater? The one at the table or the one serving the ones at the table? You see, Jesus is inverting all that we have been taught about power. This teaching is what guides leadership in any fellowship that belongs to Jesus. He becomes the servant of all. And then all those that come to him to be followers, well, they come to serve as well. It is called today servant leadership. Now in Crete, where Titus is serving as pastor, the people are brutish, they're controlling, and they're using power for themselves. But Jesus calls those that will use their position and power to serve others and to serve his church. Let's pray. Lord God, you have come among us in Jesus as one who serves. Teach us your ways that we might learn to serve even as Jesus has served us. Forgive us for thinking our gifts and abilities belong to us. Help us to see that they belong to you and are to be used for you and your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.